listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces, their perfectly pampered pets, and who's walking who in Rintin, Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the All-Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, if you've just adopted a puppy or you're about to, I want to officially welcome you to what I call the Wonder Year. Because during this year, you are going to wonder what you're doing and you're going to wonder how in the heck you can rein in that always moving, always into mischief pup. You know, the first year is critical in the development of any dog, but guess what? So is the very first week. In fact, every day counts in your pup's young life. Train your pup right. And she's going to grow up to be a well-mannered dog. If you get confused, frustrated, or you delay the training, your pup may grow up to be a canine Dennis the Menace or earn the nickname Marley Jr. Now, here to get us off on the right paw from day one when you adopt your pup is one of the world's top veterinarians when it comes to bringing out the best behavior in dogs and cats. Everybody give pause and applause to my good friend, Dr. Sophia Yen. Hey, welcome to the show, Sophia. Hi, Arden. Thanks for having me. And you know what? Dr. Yen has plenty of credentials. She is the go-to person for veterinarians, professional dog trainers, behaviorists, and pet lovers. She has authored oodles of books. She serves on plenty of keyboards in the pet world, including the American Veterinary Society of Animal Behavior. Wow, that's a mouthful. And today marks her third visit to our show. So we're actually triply delighted to have her back. And this time she's here to talk about a new book she just unleashed that has a very special meaning. The book is called Perfect Puppy in Seven Days. How to start your puppy off right. And the inspiration for this book is Lucy, an American cattle dog adopted by Sophia's senior aged parents. Sophia's mission, to train Lucy in one week for her parents. Now talk about pressure. Let's find out how Sophia and Lucy fared right after we paid for this show by taking a commercial break. So everybody, sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com.
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the All Behave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm as excited as, I guess, a pup, because our special guest is Dr. Sophia Yen, a veterinarian and behaviorist extraordinaire. She knows cats, dogs, and people. She knows how to teach people how to communicate with pets And today, she's here to talk about that first magical week when you adopt a puppy. After agreeing to train her parents' new Australian cattle dog pup named Lucy, Sophia has written a Mutt Read book, Perfect Puppy in Seven Days, How to Start Your Puppy Off Right. I'm really glad to have you back on the show. Sophia, congratulations on this new book. Well, thanks so much. Uh, This was a really fun book to write. And really, I didn't expect to have to train a puppy. And when my dad said, demanded that I find him a puppy because he wanted one immediately, I was thinking, oh, I really don't want to have another puppy. But um, luckily, I trained a lot of dogs and I just used the same techniques that I use with adult dogs and got her trained in about the same amount of time that I would a regular dog. Well, you know, what I really love about this book, Sophia, is that it's truly like no other puppy training book I've ever read. And I have read a lot of books. In fact, when I had a corgi years ago, the only book the dog took out of my bookshelf to gnaw up was a puppy training book. So that's a pretty smart corgi. But what I like is that you took kind of an urgent request from your parents and you made it into a book. And so, you know, there's a lot of people that are going to read this book going, oh, my God, yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, you took a book. And you you shaped a little pup named Lucy. And I think, you know, the fact that you do train adult dogs and you try to bring out good behavior in shelter dogs, I think you were due to have this puppy to land in your lap as far as uh, your student. Yes, well, and part of the reason I wanted to do this book was because um, it has instructions that I want all of my regular clients to have. So basically, while the book has information on chapters on potty training, development, and socialization, both with the puppy in its litter as well as when it goes into its permanent home, there's a huge section that's on what's called the Learn to Earn program where people train their puppies to say please by sitting for everything they want. And that is the foundation training program that I use for both puppies and adult dogs. And it's the reason that the puppies and adult dogs can learn to behave so quickly. And it's also a great way for people to bond with their puppies and adult dogs. And the good thing about having to raise my dad's dog or puppy is that that's what actually made me hurry up and get the book done because my dad needed an instruction manual once I sent the dog (laughs) home to them. I want to hear a little bit about uh, your folks. Uh, Tell me a little bit about your mom and dad. Where do they live in relationship to you? I mean, what's their pet background? They live in San Francisco. So they live about 85 miles from me. And we've had dogs since we were young. And, of course, my dad is the main dog person. And the problem <laughs> with the problem is, I mean, not including me, between my mom and dad, the problem is that all the dogs that we had that he raised were aggressive. Oh, <laughs> so, of no. course, when he, when, he, when he tells me, you know, they weren't horrible, but they had issues. So mm-hmm. when he tells me he wants another dog, and I'm like, Oh, no, I do not want a dog that gets messed up because whatever, you know, I mean, I end up with these things later on and, you know, I can fix them, but, you know, I really, I have a dog. I have a dog with that needs full attention. 
so when he said he wanted another dog, all he could remember was his perfect dog, Rudy, which was another cattle dog. And now Rudy was sort of perfect as a puppy when we got the dog at 12 weeks of age. I actually got Rudy as a Father's Day gift for him because I didn't know any better. Well, that was years ago. Yes. I had seen a cattle dog on campus when I was in school at UC Davis, and it followed the teaching assistant around and seemed really well behaved. Um, Of course, she did say, oh, the dog isn't good when other dogs get in his face, you know. In other words, hint, the dog's aggressive (laughs) in that situation. And um, Rudy was kind of like that dog. He, my dad's, so my dad's first cattle dog, he was. He followed, by, followed us around. He, we didn't really have to potty train him. He just self-potty trained, and he wasn't overly energetic as a puppy would be, but he loved to play fetch. And he passed away a number of years ago, and my dad had another dog, a Scotty, which was my dog, and I, I traded to him. I, I let him have the Scotty, and I took their dog, Rudy, because uh, Rudy was older, and so here's, as a veterinarian, my duty is to take all the old dogs and care for them at <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> their older age. So he had the Scotty, and it, it ended up getting um, cancer, and it did well for a while, and then, you know, eventually it had to be put to sleep, and then it was like a week or two later, and he wanted another dog. Wow. And he wanted how, another how dog. How old is your dad? How old is your dad? My dad is 80. So and what's your an dad's 80, first name? Raymond. Raymond, yes. and how, what's your mom's age? And my mom first? is Jackie. She's about. She's in her seventies. Okay. And so you know, he wanted another dog, and he was just thinking, "I want one just like Rudy." And, and my mom and I are like, "He's not going to be just like Rudy." And by the way, Rudy wasn't perfect, but he could only remember. Like many people, they only rem- remember the good parts. Right. So I had to search for a dog that looked like Rudy, and I'm thinking, "That's not going to happen. How am I going to find that?" And you know, I was lucky that we found one on, we searched on the web and then we found one that was near me. And uh, actually my assistant and I found it and she emailed it to me and I emailed the picture to them and they're like, oh, that one will do, you know, just based on how it looks, which is not an appropriate way to be choosing a dog. But I went out there and, you know, I checked the dog out, the puppy out, and it had already, the um, family lines, the parents had been checked OFA certified for having good hips and Cattle dogs can have eye problems too, and it was they were certified as having no eye problems. And I checked out the parents. The parents were actually friendly, which is a good sign because cattle dogs they can tend to be a little fearful, and when they're fearful, they tend to nip yeah. and even bite. And these parents were pretty outgoing. The puppies were all outgoing. They're interested in interacting. The breeder had got them used to being in crates separately, so they would get used to being apart from each other. They got used to being around some people and also other animals. She also had a cat. So they had some types of socialization. And I also brought a test dog with me to see how she would respond to another dog. And she just responded in an appropriate way. She went up and she investigated, but she didn't jump all over the other dog and overwhelm the dog. So that is an appropriate greeting. And so I thought, you know, I'm starting with something pretty good. <laughs> now, the only, the only thing I was worried a little bit about was the fact that she, she climbed all over. And as oh. a puppy, people think that's really cute. You know, she, they want to climb in your lap the whole time. She was very outgoing. All the puppies were very outgoing and wanted to interact with people. But they also wanted to climb all over. Also, amongst each other, 
they were starting to play too rough. And when that happens, they can start to learn to be aggressive because they just get overly and overly excited. It's like having kids that just play wildly and you never have any break time. They can start learning to be kind of aggressive. So the reason I was worried about the jumping and climbing was that that turns into jumping as an adult dog. And, you know, with parents that are in their 80s, you don't want anything jumping or nipping them with their thin skin, you know, and and my mom's also diabetic, so that's also not good to get scratched. So, you know, there's a lot of things that we have to worry about, and we need to fix these things before they actually become a problem. So let me just ask you, I mean, seven days, and there's something in your book, and I think it's really important to bust a myth. You know, people get a puppy, and they're like, oh, we just want to let it be a puppy and have fun, and they don't even think about training. So... Why is it good to start from day one and you won't be breaking the puppy's spirit? Well, I think people don't realize that every time they're interacting with the puppy, they're training the puppy to behave well or to behave poorly. And so if they spend like a week or two weeks or months not purposely training the puppy, they're going to be rewarding a lot of unwanted behaviors like jumping, nipping, having total lack of self-control. And Mm -hmm. if they instead turn it around and say, we're going to control the environment the way we would control a kid's environment, you know, with kids, they don't, you have baby gates and you have child locks so they can't do things that cause injury. And then at the same time, if we're spending our time having appropriate interactions where the puppy learns to say please by sitting for everything it wants, but in a fun way because you're rewarding it. And then we turn that say please into, you know, run and chase after me. And then when I stop, you're going to sit. Then what you're doing is you're training the puppy's specific behaviors, specific good behaviors, but the puppy's at the same time learning, learning that it's fun. And when a puppy learns that good behaviors are fun, it's much more likely to perform those behaviors than if you make it a drudgery, like, you know, you're punishing the dog all the time. So this way, we're making life very clear for the puppy. We're telling him, we have these rules in the house, and when you do the right thing, I reward you, and I control your environment so you don't have a chance to do the wrong things. Mm-hmm. And you have, that makes it so you have a clear line of communication with the puppy. The puppy knows exactly what you want. They know to look to you for guidance, and you have this great relationship because they know exactly what you want. Well, I think you're doing the three C's, being clear, concise, and consistent, correct? Right, and... It's this this uh, program. It's not just about training the puppy. It's more about training the humans. Because <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> it's, it is so easy to train these puppies. All you have to do is reward the the behavior you want and make sure you avoid rewarding the wrong behaviors. But people don't realize how many times they're rewarding the wrong behaviors. So this program is about teaching humans how to recognize how to reward the correct behavior and how to make sure they don't reward the incorrect behavior. And I, it shows the book has 400 photos and it shows both the correct way to do things and the common mistakes so people can see what it looks like when they're doing it wrong. And I got to say, that is a brilliant part of the book because you can do a lot of narrative, but when you see that you're not appropriately getting the dog to sit, and how to do it the right way, it just chisels it in your mind. You get this image. So you have taken some wonderful how-to photos. And I know you've done that, you know, with your other books. You know, you've got many, many great books out there. And this one, I got to tell you, you're going to help a lot of puppies have loving, happy, fun homes until, you know, until they go up to Dougie Heaven, I guess. <laughs> yeah, thanks. 
Yeah, and a, a lot of um, puppy trainers are actually using it in their classes now. They're starting to get books and then just make sure that the owners who take their puppies to class also have a book that they can take home so that what they learn in class, they can reinforce at home by just reading the book and following the same instructions. Well, we also want to let everybody that's listening right now know that Dr. Sophia Yen is not giving away one, not two, but three copies of her new book, Perfect Puppy in Seven Days, How to Start Your Puppy Off Right. She's high tech. She's multimedia. So here's the choices. The book comes in print form or ebook form. So the first three listeners who email Arden at fourleggedlife.com with, let's do the code word Lucy. What do you think, Sophia? I think that's a good code word. All right, Lucy, the first three will get their paws on an autographed copy from, I consider, one of the top behaviorists on the planet, Dr. Sophia Yen. And this is a great book because, you know, for all of us that love our dogs, we go in that cycle. You know, you're going to have a puppy, you're going to have an adult dog, you're going to deal with a senior dog, and the cycle begins again. So don't be sitting back there laughing if you've got a five-year-old or nine-year-old dog right now because one day you'll probably have a puppy again. And this book is good for all ages of dogs. And it's I think it's great when you just get an adopted adult dog from a shelter, Sophia, because you're starting from day one. Right. And I actually send this book home with all of my clients and all of the people in my dog adult dog classes are going to get the book because they all need to take their dog through the Learn to Earn program <laughs> to build right. that bond. Well, speaking of Learn to Earn program, it's a big section of the book. It starts in Chapter 5. And, you know, we were just touching a little bit about the word sit. I mean, dogs need to have pedicate too, right? Little manners. Right. So tell right. us why sit is such an important skill for a young pup. Well, the trick is I have them, the puppy, learn to say please by sitting automatically. So when they want something, they don't bark at you or jump at you. You know, sometimes you, you put them outside and they just bark or they want something that you have, like a treat, and they bark or you greet them and they want to jump all over you or or they want to go somewhere and they just dive to the end of the leash. And what we're doing is we, we're telling them, you can have what you want if you say please by sitting and looking at me. And that way, the puppy's learning self-control. It's learning, I can get what I want. They're not getting mad at me. They're not telling me no all the time. I can get what I want if I'm polite and I ask for it. And then once they understand that, then the human can decide whether or not they actually get that, you know, whether it actually... They get to come in or they uh-huh. get that treat or they get that petting at that instant. But basically, we're forming a good habit of look to the owner for guidance. Look to your human to see what you want, if they'll give you what you want. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking if a pup's in it. the park position, they can't be getting in a lot of trouble. Right, right. And we're trying to teach the puppy to look to the owners for guidance and perform behaviors that are appropriate instead of all those behaviors that drive you crazy. <laughs> hey, folks, we're talking with Dr. Sophia Yen. She has a great new book out. It's called Perfect Puppy in Seven Days, How to Start Your Puppy Off Right. Her website is drsophiayen.com. It's D-R-S-O-P-H-I-A-Y-I-N.com. I want you all to dash over there after the show. And for all of you listening, the first three to email Arden at fourleggedlife.com with the code word Lucy will get their paws on one of these books. And you can indicate if you want it in print form or ebook because Dr. Yen is awesome in this technology. We're going to learn more about why the food bowl is not really necessary when you're training a pup and more after we take this commercial break. So everybody sit and stay. We'll be right back. 
time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Hey, Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm so glad I have my good friend, Dr. Sophia Yen, back on the show. Yes, you've heard her before. She's been on the air to talk about cats and dogs before, and now she's back to talk about puppies and a very special puppy at that, a cattle dog, Australian cattle dog by the name of Lucy, who her mom and dad adopted and said to their talented daughter, Sophia, we want this dog to be perfect. Can you do it? I'll give you a week. I mean, talk about a challenge. And you seem to maintain your sense of humor through this project. So actually, they didn't even ask me to train the dog. So I got to oh, tell you okay. the other story is okay. that I kept the dog and didn't oh. tell him I bought the dog for him yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I, even better. Okay. So there's even a, another story to that because, um, you know, as soon as he knew he was going to have the puppy, he would want it. And so I, I had to make sure that the puppy had developed some good habits before he got the puppy because... Even though I was training him to do some of the techniques, he's just beginning, so it's going to take him a while to get the techniques down. And, and realistically, training this puppy and a lot of the adult dogs through this program, it takes me very little time, but for the owners, it's going to take longer because they're learning to do the techniques correctly. They're learning good habits in this book, and so it'll take a little bit longer for them. Now, but still uh, fast. Yeah. So when you brought Lucy home, you also have Jonesy, which I love how you call Jonesy your Jack Russell. You call Jonesy your $300,000 dog. Please explain to our listeners why Jonesy's got that title. Yes, Jonesy's a $300,000 dog because I've put so much training into him that if I added the hours up, it would have cost that much. Oh, my gosh. So I, Jonesy's Jack Russell Terrier that uh, was aggressive to dogs starting at eight weeks of age. And I didn't get to adopt him until he was about eight months of age, and I didn't think it was going to be that bad. I've worked with a lot of Jack Russells and and dogs that other people think are difficult. And when I do my regular learn-to-earn program the way that I do it, I find that the dogs pick it up really quickly, and they just calm down really quickly. And Jonesy was a little bit different because he not only had a high arousal, but he had fear of other dogs, which is why he was acting out his fear as aggression. So uh, the fear plus arousal tends to lead to aggression. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, he was afraid of a lot of different objects, and he would just shut down. So he was afraid of riding in a car, you know, uh, walking down the street and seeing any image of a human or a dog. uh, Really? It was was like painted on a wall or something or a photo or a rug or things sticking out of the ground. He wasn't into one-dimensional people, huh? (laughs) No, no. That is, He's like, that thing has a big head. He had a lot of fear, and so I've had to train him a lot. And, you know, realistically, nobody can tell he's had... They think he's a really fantastic dog, and so every day 
people look at him and go, wow, that's a great dog. And I have to warn them, you know, oh, but don't get one like this because $300,000, you know. Yeah. How old is Jonesy now? Jonesy's six. Nice, nice. No, I, I think you, you know, Jonesy really hit the canine lottery to, to live with you. <laughs> yeah, and it's actually good that I got him because I had to change a lot of my techniques and break down some of the exercises differently because he was, to me, what other people's naughty dogs are to them. So I would work with their dogs and then wonder, well, why are they having so many problems? And then I get Jonesy and go, oh, now I understand. We're going to need to add some more exercises in to help these people. Oh, yeah. So let's do in the puppy book, I love this, you say ditch the food bowl. Tell us why. Right. So when we're training, if we want to train a dog fast, we want to use everything they like to our advantage. So that's petting, food, getting their leash on, going out the door, playing fetch. We're not just training in little sessions. We're training every time we interact with them. And If we feed them their food for free, we've lost a huge opportunity. That's like paying somebody for nothing. I haven't learned to get that skill yet. I'm still working on that. (laughs) Oh, yes. We want to use everything that they're motivated for to our advantage, so we might as well use every single bit of their kibble training throughout the day. And that means the training is whenever you're home and you're interacting with them, because when you're not in a situation to interact with them, they should be in a dog-safe area where they can't get practice doing naughty things like, you know, chewing up furniture or barking at things. So they're either at home where you can supervise and interact with them or they're controlled in some way so they can't be getting in trouble. And basically, if we're using all of their meal, that means that you have 200 chances to reward them per day with just the food. And of course, if you do that, For instance, if we're training them to stay pleased by sitting automatically for kibble on day two, they're going to have that down. That's why the training is so fast because we're doing the fast track. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can take months and months if you want, but I prefer to train faster. So we're going to use all of their food to our advantage. And then people always ask, well, can we only use food? No, you're going to use everything that they want. So if they want to get petted, they should sit to be petted. If they want to have their toy tossed, we're going to play fetch because they need to get their exercise. If you want them to play with you, it's going to be let's run and then stop and they suddenly sit and then you give them attention or a treat, whatever they wanted at that instant. Uh, We're going to think of everything that they want and we're going to use that to our advantage. And they just basically have to automatically say please to get it. What's the bigger challenge, the pup or the people? Oh, gosh, by far, it's the people. Okay. (laughs) So puppies and dogs are so easy. We can take them and, you know, you can have a dog that people think are untrainable, has no attention span, people just, somebody thinks it's just untrainable. We put them through this learn-to-earn program and we can turn, you know, most of them, like the majority of dogs, you see a huge, huge difference in a week. And part of this is that the dog is attached to you at least an hour a day in the house when you're doing normal activities because that way you're getting a lot of practice too with the dog. Whenever you stop, the dog should sit and remain seated. And when so you're, you're giving them the a house, long leash. Like I, I've got a leash when I'm hiking with Chipper and it goes around my waist and it's got a long, uh-huh. you know, it's not a zip line at all, but you know, it's oh, yeah, nice yeah. because I have my hands free. Right. Yeah. I'm using hands-free leash and I tend to use the, the buddy system. It's called okay. it's B-U-D-D-Y-S-Y-S.com. And that's just a regular length leash and I wear it around my waist and 
that way you're getting a lot of practice because he's walking around the house with you and you're practicing stopping a lot and it becomes stopping and sitting becomes a game to him. And then whenever you're like doing the dishes, you're standing still and he should be sitting and he learns that sitting is great. He gets a lot of rewards. Standing around doesn't work for him because he's not, nothing fun's going to happen when he's just standing around or pulling or sniffing because he's not going to actually get to those things that he wants to get to. Now, in your book, I love your line. You say, dogs like MTV, not masterpiece theater. Please explain to the folks the importance of how you time your training sessions. Okay. You know, a lot of people say, oh, my dog has no attention span. And really what it is is you're a very boring TV show. It's really important how people move and how they reward the dog because dogs don't care about what people say. They care about what we do and how we move with our body. So even when we're giving treats, it's not in slow motion like Lawrence Welk's. They sat and suddenly there's a treat in their mouth. And then when you move, you move. Basically, I think it's like you're a leader in a dance. You have to be a step ahead of the dog, meaning you need to know what you're going to do a little bit ahead of the dog. In a dance, the way the follower knows what to do is the lead leads the step an instant ahead of time. And if they daydream or they're not sure what they're going to do next, then all of a sudden the follower is not going to know what to do. And if they frequently daydream or don't know what their next step is, then the follower is just going to lead themselves. So when we're working with our puppies, we need to move in a way where the puppy knows, yes, we're walking now, or yes, we're stopping now, or yes, I'm, I'm sitting and I am getting a treat. So it has to be movements that are fast enough to the dog what you want and then they're going to be excited and interested in interacting with you. It's kind of like when you're playing with a little kid, and if you play right. Simon Says. If you did Simon Says, like, Simon Says, touch your <laughs> nose. Simon Says, touch your feet. You know, like, kids are all going to be bored in about two seconds versus if you go, Simon Says, touch your nose. Yep. Simon Says, touch your feet. So it's all about your energy level and are you prepared? Are you a step ahead of your dog in terms of your thinking? Do you know what you're leading before you do it or are you unsure and so your dog is just going to do whatever he wants? You know, you've got some great tips. We're speaking with Dr. Sophia Yen. She is the author of a new book. It's a great book. It's a puppy training book in seven days, but it applies to dogs of all ages. And you know what? It's all about being consistent, being the benevolent leader and learning and earning to learn. And I want you to tell you the book's called Perfect Puppy in Seven Days, How to Start Your Puppy Off Right. It's uh, inspired by your parents' dog, a little Australian cattle dog by the name of Lucy that uh, Dr. Sophia Yen did train in seven days. And we're giving away three autographed copies of this book. You can choose if you want the book either in print or ebook. The first three who email Arden at Four-Legged Life with the code word Lucy are going to get their paws on this book. And I just need to know before we go off the air, Dr. Sophia, how the heck is Lucy doing now and how old is Lucy? Lucy's about two years now and she's really sweet, especially for a cattle dog. <laughs> All right. Well, she, um, she and how are your parents with her now? Are they very jazzed to have her? Yeah, they really like her. She comes with calls for them. She's very affectionate. She's not, I would say she's not perfect the way I would have her, but for my 80-year-old parents, you know, if most people would look at her and say she's pretty good. And how much does she weigh now? Not your parents, um, Lucy. She's about 32 pounds. She's not that heavy. And how does she get along with Jonesy? She loves Jonesy. Now, Jonesy, 
wishes she didn't love him so much, but she absolutely loves Jonesy. Yeah, Cousin Lucy's coming over, Jonesy. What are you going to do? Oh, great. (laughs) Exactly. Hey, I want you all to learn more about Dr. Sophia Yen. You can go to drsophiayen.com. That's D-R-S-O-P-H-I-A-Y-I-N.com. The book is called Perfect Puppy in Seven Days. We're going to be giving away three for the code word Lucy with Arden at Four-Legged Life. And anything you'd like to add before we say goodbye? You have been great, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I would just say that um, if people work with their puppy early on, it's what you put into your puppy is what you get out. And you can have the most incredible bond when you really understand your dog and your dog understands really exactly what you want. And I think you've hit on something. This is, like, as I said, the best dog puppy training book I've ever read. And there's 400 photos that show you the do's and the don'ts. And she's got lots of stuff on her website, lots of handout materials, videos. She really, Dr. Yen, you're really there to help us bring out the best in our pets. And I do give you a big pause up for that. Thanks so much. All right. And uh, I also want to give a pause up to our producer, Mark Winter. He makes the show happen each and every week. So until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat only on PetLifeRadio.com.